to Reset Radio, brought to you by the ARCC, live on Planet FM. Stay tuned for current affairs, conversation, interviews, music and more. As we explore the perspectives and stories from resettled communities. And bring you information from within the resettlement sector. This is Asif Ahmed, and you are listening to Planet FM, uh, brought to you by Community Radio and ARCC. With me here, Yes, so today uh, we have the two guests from Pakistani community, and later on we're going to ask them the question, because today our show is about uh, uh, when we become New Zealanders, and uh, also we're going to ask when they were refugees. Uh, before we start that show, we, we, we have some news. So uh, in uh, in 15 March, ERCC staff uh, and uh, Faisal and Mr. Gadlwag visited Christchurch, and we uh, ARCC uh, met with the victims' families that has been uh, where the shooting was involved. So they delivered culturally appropriate message uh, of uh, empathy and solidarity, and they have shared meals and a donation program, and in. Uh, 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 <clears throat> in April last month, uh, we had the launch of Eteria Area uh, Collective, the microfinance, and um, it was collaborated with uh, ARCC, its official partner. And uh, the program helps uh, former refugees and for uh, first migrant community uh, to start their own businesses. Uh, this program uh, launched on 17th April. The collective provides programs to help migrants develop their own business or improve business they already own it. Eteria has seen promising results in the first five weeks of its program so far with a cohort of 26 people and it is getting ready for its intake. Uh, for the next session. Uh, the next intake will start from 15th June. Uh, please go to itiria.co for information and if you have your own business, you can uh, apply from there. Uh, uh, we have celebrated Eid uh, with the uh, <coughs> Sudanese society in New Zealand and that was on 14th May. Uh, it was a really nice crowd and the ERCC uh, community member joined that program. Uh, later on uh, last month, we also had uh, a community leadership uh, network meeting uh, where we invited uh, uh, resettled uh, <coughs> community members. And uh, there was a, a big crowd over there from 12 different nationalities. People uh, joined uh, our uh, monthly meeting. And the community leaders from resettled communities around Auckland gathered for an educational session 
about human rights on 30th April. The Know Your Right workshop given by the Ella Piper and we have been collaborated with Red Cross as well and explained the basic human rights in New Zealand law. Participant um, discussed example of discrimination in their own lives, especially in the workplace and how it relates to New Zealand law. So this is uh, the news that we had uh, for this week and we'll have um, uh, more next week. In the meantime, um, we're going on a music break and you guys uh, please enjoy uh, the Indian song is called Mandi uh, Kantiri Photo.
जो ऐसे मुस्कुराया हूँ तुम्हें देखा तो जाना ये कि क्यों दुनिया में आया This is your host Asif Rajput Bhatti and you're listening to Reset Community Radio brought to you by Planet FM and IRCC with me here Vakas Ahmed Kinza Vakas Daul Hamid I yeah so today we we have some guests uh, from Pakistani community and uh, uh, we are launching uh, a countdown uh, official countdown till uh, refugee day uh, next month and we are gathering uh, some fantastic and amazing stories for, of these people uh, uh, to launch uh, before 10 days and uh, we have um, uh, guests here and we're going to ask them uh, their journey uh, 
so first of all, we, uh, I want them to introduce themselves. So uh, yeah, let, let's let's go with Vakas Simon. Can you please, uh, you know, your name, what you do, your age, and um, one uh, paragraph, uh, not paragraph, one sentence about y- yourself. Yeah, yeah. My name is Vakas Simon. So I'm now New Zealand uh, r- residents. Yeah. So uh, I was belong to Pakistani community and uh, New Zealand uh, immigration. They brought us from our hard time to here in a very beautiful country. Mm, amazing. So it's our, and what do you do, Mr. Cross? Yeah, uh, I have my own business. Uh, uh, before I was working as a self-employed. So as uh, I'm, I'm here in New Zealand, my business has grown up. And it's running very great. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. Uh, how are you, Miss, Mrs. Vakas? Mrs. <laughs> I'm great. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I am Vakas wife. <laughs> yeah, so, she's yeah. also recently in, in, here in New Zealand yeah. with me he because, came, yeah, yeah, because uh, I have applied for my wife partner, like a visa, and uh, now she's... Yeah, mm, amazing! Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> and could you please, um, uh, um, uh, Miss Kinda, can you introduce yourself as well to our audience? Yeah, I am Kinda, and I'm also from Pakistani community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you do? I I, I just rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. Eat I, a lot of food and rest and enjoy New Zealand. Yeah, enjoy the first few years New Zealand because yeah. once you've been settled and uh, you, you you know uh, plan your career what you're gonna do then you won't have any time yeah exactly you know like back home when we were you know where we originally from uh, we have, especially women have a lot of time over there yeah. but un- unfortunately in New Zealand yeah. if you want to survive here um, um, you, you know New Zealand is a very expensive country and once you start a family and if uh, both uh, partners are yeah. not working it becomes very hard exactly. uh, to survive yeah Anyways, yeah, and um, we have uh, another guest here, yeah, and I want them to introduce themselves to the audience as well. Hi, uh, my name is Ataul Hamid. I'm also from Pakistani community. And uh, yes, yeah. So we've been here in New Zealand around uh, three years, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we we were refugees in Bangkok, and we moved here. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, like uh, as I have been persecuted and discriminated a lot yes. in Pakistan, so when we moved here, so I've been uh, still having my, my health problems. So mm-hmm. when I arrived here, I did not have a good medical, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, by the grace of uh, God and the help of New Zealand government, uh, the treatment here in New Zealand is uh, a lot better than as yes, compared it is, to. Yes, it is very good. It's world class treatment. Mm-hmm. We yes. Uh, we are really uh, thankful uh, for the country as well because the treatment here is absolutely free, especially for the forced migrant community belong to refugee quota program. Wonderful. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. Like uh, I've seen, like a lot of problems when we were refugee, and uh, people are not ab- able to get medications. They are not able to get the medicines which this is important for them to be treated. But uh, this is this is like a blessing that uh, you can get your medical for free. Exactly, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so um, how long have you been in New Zealand for? Uh, we've been here uh, almost uh, three years. Three years. 
And okay, so I've got some series of questions that I would like to ask. You know, of course, I, I and um, our audience also want to uh, know about your stories. So uh, I, I really don't want to know why did you left uh, Pakistan, but I want to know your journey when you left your country and uh, what kind of uh, hardship uh, that you have faced and uh, how, what kind of uh, problem that you overcame uh, um, being as an asylum seeker and a refugee in a third country. The, the journey was like um, leaving Pakistan, like everyone loves their country. Definitely. So the thing was like, uh, I don't want to leave, but sometime uh, because of uh, you need to migrate. Every time there is a migration happen, like it's like your will or somebody forced you to. Yes. So the force was there. I am, uh, alhamdulillah, Muslim and, uh, and Ahmadi. Mm-hmm. So th- there is a problem with Ahmadi Muslims in Pakistan and they are increasing day by day. Mm-hmm. So uh, you cannot practice your religion you cannot pray basically the basic rights of a human mm-hmm. beings uh, they are awoke from you're you stripped away from your so, and when you came to Thailand what kind of hardship and uh, problem that you faced and how did you overcome the problems is uh, when you move and left your country is there is always problem but yes. especially when you become asylum seeker that's every country you go they will always let down you and they will not care that much about you you yeah. just apply and they'll and treat you, you like aliens right because exactly, uh, Thailand exactly. does not recognize the um, 1952 uh, refugee act by UN, UNHCR yes so you, you must have faced a lot of problem dealing with immigration work and so let me tell you uh, tell my audience that Uh, uh, people when uh, the United Nations UNHCR head office of Asia it's in yes. Thailand but uh, the irony about the, uh, the, this one is uh, uh, they are not recognized uh, in, in Thailand by Thai government so if anyone goes there to seek asylum and refuge immigration or police uh, uh, catch them and then later on imprison them into immigration detention center and those immigration detention centers are not humane so yes, yes there there are hundred people uh, uh, stranded in one room either they have two choices either go back to their country or uh, uh, stay there uh, so this this is a very ter- terrible situation um, you know, people are facing in in Thailand especially the asylum seekers exactly and, uh, exactly and, and you know when you left your country and you apply for a different country to apply for refuge and you want to be treated as a human being but the hardship was in bangkok that they didn't they mm-hmm. when you, they are not recognized by the united nations so those the things are not easy for asylum seekers they will cage you uh, like the chickens like you put them all together in a just uh, one coop and they all living there so it's they uh, they do not treat you as a definitely, human being definitely. what do you think mr vakas about uh, i if i'm not wrong you were asylum seeker and a refugee in thailand as well yeah. so what kind of hardship that you have faced um back in thailand firstly when you left your country and uh, uh, of course you are not happy but uh, when you travel to that place where you never been and you don't know what will be the circumstances you going to face there and uh, first of all there is a big language barrier which is uh, a thai like uh, we didn't notice or we probably think that like a uh, uh, like in pakistan like a people they are speaking english even the youth Yeah. yeah so we we probably think that like uh, <laughs> they also going to speak yeah. english <laughs> but uh, first 
Firstly, when I arrive on the airport, even the immigration uh, of Thai government, the officers there, they don't have a very well English language. Uh, 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 yeah, they can't speak really yeah. well English. Yeah, yeah. even sometimes like, <laughs> it's become very hard and difficult for you to understand what they yeah. do. And so, uh, the language was the first of all. Uh, this is the first like a big hit that you're going to face <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when you arrive there exactly. and you don't know what to talk like. Uh, so, mm, yeah. you're going to uh, speak with them like the sign language? Yeah. So, how did you overcome by, by, by sign language? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. By mm-hmm. sign language, some of the words mm-hmm. I uh, trying to speak into their accent and uh, I hope they can understand me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, it was a big issue. Right, right. Yeah. Even you cannot the, find uh, out the accommodation. You cannot book a taxi. I just uh, when I just arrived there, I do, uh, ask uh, show the the paper to this is my hotel and I want to go there. Yeah. So they don't know like uh, it's in English. <laughs> the the taxi driver wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, how about your financial status? Does the government or UNHCR help financially, or how how do you? I believe you spent uh, over two years in Thailand. How well you you've been managing your finance? It, yeah. Oh. Is there any non-government organization supporting uh, uh, refugees uh, in Thailand? Or there, there was very few of them who do support, but uh, those are uh, comes after once you become an asylum seeker. So uh-huh. uh, first, you just have to register or something. Okay. So then they like later they will decide like what uh, kind of financial assistance they do. Uh, in the beginning, like uh, they don't support anything. Mm-hmm. So if something is uh, like uh, uh, you are in some emergency, like uh, you can go and request to them, they will see your case. If there's a very emergency situation, what kind of emergency? Like uh, if uh, some woman financial is, uh, emergency? Uh, no, it's about the uh, health. Okay, yeah. so the support with, so he- the, support with the health. For the health. But you need to become an asylum seeker yeah. in order to get uh, health uh, support. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, if you have to survive uh, food, you have to manage by yourself. However, uh-huh. you do work there, which is not allowed. Uh-huh. So the not, work, yeah, definitely. You, you can do, especially when you are new to any country, you have no rights. Uh-huh. And uh, we were asylum seekers, uh-huh. so there is no... And I also yeah. heard uh, that uh, uh, you cannot uh, work there. And if uh, they find you, you, they, you will be charged... Uh, and also you they will imprison you yeah, yeah and uh, yeah so h- how does it li- like to live in fear over there like uh, every day you you were in fear that yeah, somebody yeah, would exactly. caught you yeah, you yeah. can go outside yeah how how every day uh, like as you know that like in the beginning you have just a very few months visa like after that visa is gone yeah yeah because that's probably like a two months visa so after that you have to extend which is uh, we are not legally authorized by the uh, government of thai we can we cannot extend our visa under asylum seeker categories mm. So obviously you were overstay there yes. you because already you were forced migrant from your own country mm-hmm. and now you, your situation is just live or die like it's just choice of yours like uh, this is uh, So you fled from Pakistan yeah. to seek uh, safety in yes. Thailand but still your life 
has now become more difficult more difficult that uh, yeah. uh, you became an alien and uh, uh, immigration is after you you have no rights whatsoever work or do anything so yeah, I, i can't imagine it, it yeah. must be very very difficult so talking about here mm-hmm. like uh, people uh, they are now listening uh, they cannot imagine that yes. uh, uh, the hardship that i have been yes. through and uh, i'm thousands and millions times yes. like uh, we're going to come back to uh, when you become yeah. new zealand so over this segment is mostly about uh, yeah. when you were a, a, a refugee in another country i i believe uh, mr alta has some point that he wants to mention that Yes, I, I do like when uh, Mr. Vakas was talking about uh, the support from the other agencies uh, as an asylum seeker and refugee. Most of the agencies in Bangkok, they were in Thailand, they are not supporting asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. They even think that um, you do not deserve to be uh, treated That's because terrible. they do not want you. Uh, they they think like um, you need a certification from United States, you know, United Nation to be refugee mm-hmm. because there is a process. First, you are asylum seeker. Yes. Then they will take your interview and decide that you are a right candidate. Or or refugee. Exactly, exactly. So when you do, then they will decide. Okay, now you are refugee. Now we are able to treat you. Then everyone said that okay, you need food support, you need medication. Then we will able to help you. But when you're talking about like how i live how my family is not safe here how we survive here so they 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 always said sorry but there is nothing we can do because this is a law of the country and we are not above that so yes. beside they come together and find a way to help refugees and asylum seekers but every day we live in fears we yeah. live like we become psychopath we become like afraid like how we able to go outside we are afraid of going outside yeah and, and i believe you have a family and especially for a family man with with have small kids over there and you don't have any home there as well so you always been must been thinking about your family's future your family's education you either don't know that uh, are you you're going to see tomorrow or you, are you going to be in, in the detention center i believe th- this is this must be very hard for you exactly there's a hardship like um when we arrive so after few days i have been paralyzed and i'm yeah. not able to move my body and my wife and my family members they were helping me and they were dragging me to and taking me to the hospital for mm-hmm. the treatment so Oh, it was very expensive because there was there if you become an asylum seeker and then no government hospital is able to help you yeah. so you need to pay all the bills by yourself or no matter how or, or you suffer because yeah. the medication if the minimum when we start, they started treating me the first month uh, one month medication is 4000 baht mm-hmm. so they, they 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 charge so much and this is just the medication the test they've done the mri that they done must yes. be uh, another um, huge chunk of money that exactly they, exactly yeah if you want is their doctor write you an mri mm-hmm. then it means like it is a 10000 baht mm-hmm. only for doing the mri so 10000 baht is um, around uh, how much in new zealand 500 dollars Yeah, almost yeah yeah that that's still a very big amount especially someone from from pakistan so it's uh, in pakistan the average wages and salary is 9000 rupees which is around an uh, 80 new zealand dollars so you can see that um, how um, uh, 
big difference this was from where they were back in their own country and when they they became refugee in thailand yes exactly and, this, and, this is the problems i it's not like our, our family every family who arrive in thailand they are facing all these problems and they, they there must be a way to be treated right as a human being but mm-hmm. there is no way but when we arrive um, in in new zealand uh, uh, so there is a lifestyle and the treatment is yes, a lot so, better. Yes, uh, so, yeah, so uh, we're going to come back to that. But uh, when you received the call from UNHCR that they're transferring your file to New Zealand Embassy, what did you feel then? when you became a refugee yeah, when i become refugee and there 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 is a way there's a, they said that this is this is a process that uh-huh. you've been selected for the new zealand so they will decide like this is your second home uh-huh. and uh, we were we were uh, to be honest we don't know like um, do you know anything about new zealand in anything uh-huh. we don't know like where is new zealand so everyone know about australia but uh, yeah. no one knows about new zealand so mm-hmm. when they, they the, the the ambassador from new zealand she arrived and she want, she met me and my family and the, the way she welcomed us and the way she treated and this was like um a, a different for like she looked like a different uh, human being like uh, we were not believed like people are nice like mm-hmm. this way like the so way you she, you've been treated really badly for three around three years that you stopped believing in humanity and you started to believing everyone is like that yes. nobody's there to help you people yeah. are cool and uh, yeah you, uh, the sense of believing in humanity was just gone is yes that right? yeah. yes mm-hmm. that was just like a uh, like a the, uh, the thing like uh, we cannot believe that uh, the people can be like a really nice <laughs> yeah okay guys yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we are going on a music yeah. break and uh, yeah this is a very interesting conversation that we are having so stay tuned we're going to talk about how they become uh, a new zealander in our next segment When I was younger I told my mother I said one day I'm gonna make you proud Now that I'm older It's so much harder To say those words
Yeah, the, the first of all, uh, if uh, ever you want to start some business, uh, in, especially in New Zealand, uh, this is where you've never been before and you don't know the rules. Uh, and uh, there's uh, a lot of challenges that you're going to face. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, um, how your business can grow here? Like, uh, is there any audience or some idea do you have how mm-hmm. you can so validate? So basically they, they will yeah. mentor you and help you start your own business. Yeah, yeah, so, well, exactly. uh-huh. so if you guys uh, want to start your own business and you're a new resident or a forced migrant community, please uh, visit interioria.co website or go to ercc.org.nz uh, and contact, contact us. Either you can contact us by email, you can call us, you, or you can come uh, to our office. It's in Mount Albert, uh, 869 New North Road, Mount Albert. All right, guys. So uh, we're going to uh, go back uh, uh, to the discussion that uh, we were having when you were refugees. And this segment, we're going to talk about uh, uh, when you become a New Zealander. So we're going to have a chat with these amazing people uh, that came forward to talk about their stories. And we're going to listen to them when they become refugees, uh, how their life changed. Okay, I'm going to start with Mr. Atta. So (coughs) could you continue your story? story when you came to New Zealand and became a New Zealander, how it it has changed your life? Yeah, so um, there is a big change, but I would just want to tell like uh, first, like when we arrived and uh, so how, how we've been treated here when we arrived first time in New Zealand. When we arrived um, at the airport, uh, there were people from the New Zealand immigration, they were standing there waiting for mm-hmm. us. And... Uh, uh, they were they have welcomed us with open arms and we were be first time in in my life that we have been seeing like that there is some people there is there is a place that uh, people are so nice and so caring mm. about you they will they do not see you uh, with your color they do not see you where you come from they do not see like who you are they have seen me and my family that i am a human being so yes. they just see that and they have given us so much respect and they have welcomed us with open arms. And yeah, exactly. So uh, there was a country where, where we have been living, like uh, the immigration, they uh, caught us and put them in an uh, immigration detention center in Thailand. And, uh, in Thailand. and uh, now we are in New Zealand and the immigration of New Zealand, they open their arms <laughs> and just uh, welcoming us. And exactly. it was really shocking for me, like, uh, is there yeah. any place where people uh, are existing? Like yeah. like that, yes. so I the, and the first time I feel like uh, so much freedom and so much love when I arrived in New Zealand, and uh, there's uh, uh, I don't have enough words to say thanks uh, God and uh, about the New Zealand government how they uh, bring us here. You must have been yeah. overwhelmed with emotions. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. You, you've been like we've been fear so much that every time when we want to go outside in Bangkok and we were scared like how we can go if we've been caught what happened to us what happened to my children my wife and uh, because when we arrive here and with the love we receive and the respect we receive and that was like mind-blowing like there are it looked like a heaven for us mm-hmm. like we have been treated with respect we have been giving a place and we are we are here and the people respected us with open arms and uh, how does the medical uh, your medical life has changed when you were in thailand and what did you expect when you came to new zealand and uh, do you think uh, your situation has been increased your medical situation has been increased since you arrived in new zealand it's uh, 
in the way i've been getting treatment there is a when you are not getting treatment and you are getting treatment is uh, when i arrive here i did, um, first uh, after one or two days we were staying in a mangri camp and uh, there is a doctor who is who who called me and asked me like my my medical problems mm-hmm. at uh, what i am facing so i have told them all about my health and then they decided that they want to do the an mri and they want to give me some medication and uh, they told me like these are the list of tests and these are things they need to do to check my health and i was surprised like there there was a time that i run for that and there was no one was there to help me and now here our people are supporting me and when mm-hmm. i arrived i was in a very bad shape mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I, i haven't been getting medical support in bangkok and mm-hmm. when i arrive here so i, I barely walk and I, i need a support person all the time with me because of my my nerves are damaged uh, uh, because of the fall um, mm-hmm. happen in pakistan um, now i was not able to walk so i'm i'm still the, as a, as a disabled person so i'm um uh, the medical support i am getting here is currently is mind blowing like they have treated and they have giving me medication they have uh, called me for the test and there are specialists who who call me like every uh, three months like to ask me like what is my condition is it going better or bad so if i need my medication is finished so i i, I go and buy the medication for free there is mm. no charge and mm-hmm. this is like a blessing like who uh, for a person who want treatment but there was he was not treated yeah, but will... there is a place that they really care about human being yeah i think uh, medical should be the first right of any human being no matter which country they are exactly. and uh, yeah i can't see people with having disability and there is no medical support and yeah it's 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 great that how you come forward and you like to share your story and going back to mr bakas and uh, so how your life has changed once you came to new zealand first of all uh, in bangkok we do not have a freedom Mm-hmm. and then when i arrived in new zealand <laughs> like uh, here we don't need to carry our passport mm-hmm. yeah. nobody going to ask like uh, hey you come here i show you a passport if you do not have <laughs> you, you go to detention center yeah everybody so like so i feel uh, the first uh, freedom i feel like uh, i don't have to carry my passport with in all the time when i travel to anywhere yeah yeah so uh, you don't have I'm, to be yeah. afraid from immigration or the police i'm a new zealander citizen yeah, yeah. i i, I believe the first question yeah. that you ask for immigration is do i need to carry my id yeah <laughs> <laughs> so do i need to carry my visa because i think when you came to the mangri resettlement center uh, your passports been taken away from you and uh, and not it's a bad thing they need to you know um, give you the, the visa permanent resident on, yeah, on your exactly. passport so when you go outside you must say oh, if if someone caught me and say oh, where's uh, your yeah. passport <laughs> where's my passport <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but this is not common in so feeling like a uh, blessed and uh, lucky like uh, how lucky i am here yeah, yeah? 
and uh, you can uh, you have a freedom of right you have freedom of speech yeah. you have you know you you are a free person you can you know who practice it, your own like religion a, a, uh, which you were not able to practice yeah. in your own country you can call yeah. yourself whatever religion whatever you want religion. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. this is what i want to add one more point here that's uh, uh, because this is like a first right of human being because uh, as a human being you need to live and you need to practice your religion yes. every day and we are ahmadi muslim and for us we need to say prayer five times a day we need to uh, say the call for prayer yes. and we need to read holy quran this is these are the steps we were missing we were not able to practice them yeah. so when we arrive here we can uh, we went to the mosque in um, in, in manakau uh, near to the village station there's the only mosque for them the muslims they they can go and uh, they uh, when we we were surprised like we can go easily we can go out and talk to people Be, when we arrive and we move to uh, we 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 and you see. heard the um, call of azan how did you feel the first time when you went there and uh, when you prayed and uh, what was your feeling and my feeling was like i was crying um, tearly my eyes were getting um, uh, teared and i was surprised like there is a place for us there is a place like i can go and pray Yeah. and uh, there is a place that uh, it was uh, surprising for for me and for my family then my brothers and uh, my dad like uh, exactly now we are able to freely practice our religion is it yeah. is it true or, or we are dreaming so mm-hmm. um, now it's like, that's why i said that new zealand is a heaven new zealand mm-hmm. is a is a blessing for us like they have uh, given us a chance to practice our religion mm-hmm. and that's a very big thing as a human being it's like when you are hungry you 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 need to eat yes. and for as a muslim namaz and uh, roza and uh, uh, our uh, prayers are are like a, a, a food of our soul yes. and if you do not pray do not eat then you will die Yes. so this is the same thing for us we were dead people mm-hmm. and uh, now we are alive yeah yeah and this this is this a very you know exhilarating story and very overwhelming emotions that uh, y- y- you have faced and how did your life uh, for your children change and so uh, i believe uh, they, they they definitely started going school uh, what was was the school like in uh, new zealand and uh, how do you think their education has been improved or it has been you know not improved yes uh, uh, definitely uh, when they go to the school their education will improve and the thing is uh, when they go to uh, the school um in pakistan they've been um they've been not treated respectfully they've been treated always uh, uh, alien yeah. so when my children start going here my yeah. daughter asked me one question um dad um the people will be same here or they will be different uh i said um they will not be same as you were uh, seeing them in pakistan they are, they are nice people here but uh, she asked me are you sure i am safe to go to school like, you know my daughter is only 7 years old mm. and uh, she was like so much scared of going to school when yeah. first time she went to the school and uh, this is like a very uh, heart heartbreaking for me when she asked me this question and you know when i first time i, I dropped her to the school and uh, 
uh, I was like standing in the school for one or two hours. Mm-hmm. That's I was waiting for her then to see like is is, is, is she is, okay? She, yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is it okay for me to go home or right. is she safe here? Yeah. So uh, like uh, uh, you can imagine like when you when, so when you come when, from when, this country. So when she came back, was she happy or or is she happy now? <laughs> because, yes. Because believe me, I really don't like going to school. <laughs> <laughs> स्कूल Got so many toys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go on a short yeah. music break, and uh, once we're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about any hardship that uh, they have faced uh, in New Zealand, and how did they overcome it. Okay, stay tuned, guys. Listen to this wonderful piece of music. जद पाने इश्क दी छो गई वे मैं रेशम रेशम हो गई जद पाने इश्क दी छो गई वे मैं रेशम रेशम हो गई तेरा मुख वेखन तरसे तेरा मुख वेखन तरसे मेरा लाल पर वे गल कोई भी होवे गल कोई भी होवे तेरा जिक्र हो न्यूजीलैंड 
you know uh, emotions and they have freedom of right freedom of speech and uh, now we're going to ask them some question that is there any kind of hardship uh, that you see we're going to come to mr vakas and if if he's faced any hardship as uh, i arrived in new zealand so in the beginning like there is nothing like i uh, i feel some hardship for me and the house i get from housing new zealand they support everything and my life was like a normal uh, at that time so that time my mom she just start looking and seeking some uh, best bet for my, me myself wow. <laughs> yeah. you must have been excited eh? yeah i will yeah <laughs> so so i was like pretty excited till not pretty maybe more yeah <laughs> Yeah so everyone so, so someone me. someone so, so your mom found someone Yeah so the the this this some some uh, uh, my mom she uh, talked with her friends and brought some uh, meds and uh, we me and my mom we start looking at, at which gonna best fit for us and uh, So once you she's found how did you get married uh firstly i want to uh, mention this that uh, my mom she prayed to god like uh, which best suit for my son mm-hmm. so she uh, she see and uh, she said that uh, there's a, a sign that uh, has appeared in while she was sleeping like mm-hmm. a, in by was the, there any name that uh, she remembers yeah yeah remember? there was a name and a light that yeah. comes uh-huh. with that name and, and she yeah. heard the name mm-hmm. and yeah. that was kinza okay you <laughs> <laughs> must yeah. remember that yeah. that was kinza amazing yeah so it was like a, mm-hmm. uh, so did did you get married uh, yeah okay of course you of course, because yeah. you were sitting in front of me yeah. <laughs> yeah. where did you get married because uh, i was uh, was she in new zealand or she was overseas and now she's uh, finally in new zealand yes, so she is so in 2018 we uh, just got married like uh, where, where where did you get married in pakistan in pakistan uh, yeah no in malaysia <laughs> so she was from pakistan but you got yeah. married in yeah. malaysia okay yeah she was uh, from yes. pakistan and we got married in, in malaysia, malaysia because uh, of uh, my life is not secure was mm-hmm. in uh, pakistan mm-hmm. so I yes you traveled yeah. to Malaysia yeah. and she and also traveled from she also traveled from Pakistan you guys did uh, there for how long yeah uh, we were three there weeks, like 3 uh, to 4 weeks, weeks, weeks because uh-huh. uh, actually i was studying at that time in pakistan uh-huh. so and also i, I believe uh, you will get receive only one month visitor yeah, visa exactly. yeah exactly yeah because uh-huh. uh, 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 mm. i i so this is a good thing so i was talking about any hardship that yeah. Yeah. yeah so after that did you receive any hardship from immigration so after that i <laughs> came back to new zealand i have applied my partner visitor visa mm-hmm. for like under the category of my culturally arranged yeah. marriage uh-huh. yeah so uh, unfortunately in the first attempt it was just got declined declined in the first yeah. attempt in the second attempt <laughs> the third attempt uh, so, so because i, I believe when, when someone gets married and uh, the the beginning of the time is the most uh, uh, you difficult know one. difficult time yeah. if you you are if you been a part how did you manage especially uh, you were in you came back to new zealand and, and uh, kinza went back to pakistan yeah. how kinza was your life dif- became difficult mm-hmm. be after marriage and not being with your partner 
what kind of difficulties yeah. that you see? Uh, you know, once a person get married, and then it's really hard for like to l- l- yeah, live without your apart. partner. Yeah. yeah, so it was really difficult. We both struggled a lot. Uh, specifically, the time zones are different, so. We struggled a lot. It mm-hmm. was a we really, really uh, not, hard time. Uh, uh, we were not like uh, close to each other. Like uh, emotionally, we, we have connected, um, connected, uh, yeah. but uh, uh, but physically, physically, we were yeah. far, far away from each other. Mm-hmm. And, so we struggled. I think uh, emotionally, we must have yeah. struggled. And uh, how long did it take you to get your visa from immigration? And how many tries that you have done? I think probably six or seven times. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, seven times, six times you, six, you seven, faced yeah. uh, uh, fifth time uh, we disappointment. Were, uh, about to get visa, but uh, the virus came and because of that... The border we, has been closed. Yeah, the, yeah, border, has the border has been closed. Yeah. And uh, we were like... Uh, <laughs> again we were on we were, we were not sure like uh, what's gonna happen and I couldn't think about that uh, one day I will be in New Zealand or not it was mm-hmm. just like a so like in 2018 something. you yeah. went back to New Zealand and you believed that you can apply and within one month your wife would be with you yeah, yeah. that was the this was my expectations and when you applied one time two time three time four time five time you faced rejection and how did you cope with those things? And how did, did that affect your relationship? Firstly, when <laughs> my because when you apply for a visa, you must have some expectations from that. Like you're gonna get visa, your partner gonna be here. Yeah, yeah. Your expectations were saying that, but yeah. uh, the reality is different from that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, I got a decline, for, and uh, obviously my partner. Yeah, so I was. It was like uh, somebody like uh, hit me in uh, my head, Mm -hmm. and uh, the pain that goes so severe to me, like uh, it even. uh, You don't see a way actually in the other side, so. Mm But we tried, tried, mm. and sometimes he used to not tell me that our visa is declined. I'm, mm. I usually ask him what happened, why you were not talking. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, used you to can do. sense it that there's yeah, something wrong, there's something but wrong. he's not telling me. Yeah. But, but but you know that there there is something. But wrong. we applied visa back to back, and yeah. also mm-hmm. we not uh, applied by them ourselves. We made some attempts by our own. Mm-hmm. After that, we find some uh, advisor or mm-hmm. community advisor or mm-hmm. lawyer to help us to support in our visa process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there is a community advisor, mean community law center advisor, right? Yeah. Because uh, you are not legally entitled to receive any advice other than yes. from, you know, yeah. registered immigration advisor. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And those were very limited, but uh, uh, for hiring a lawyer... So you, you paid a lot of money yeah. to hire uh, yes. a lawyer, but still you faced uh, rejection. Even like uh, uh, my lawyer... Mm-hmm. He applies like uh, three, times? three or four times. Okay. Like uh, still, yeah. his visa was uh, declined. So I was so confused. Like uh, now, I have applied through mm-hmm. my lawyer. So why is my visa is again and again declined? Mm-hmm. So I was so. So when did you get the visa? And when you get the visa, what was your feeling? <laughs> in, in few words, because we are running out of time. Yeah. Uh, so when I got the visa, I feel like uh, now my partner yeah. is gonna be in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I it's like a dream to me. Your and, dream comes and, true. And uh, my dream is comes true. Like mm-hmm. uh, she she gonna sleep next to me. Oh. <laughs> and uh, when I open my eyes, she's with me. And uh, everywhere and, I go, and yeah, things have, uh, you, some of your words when you get the visa. What uh, was your feeling? I was 
uh, I can't explain that in mm-hmm. words, but mm-hmm. it was beyond mm-hmm. expectations or beyond your imagination. Beyond my imagination. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I entered the country, uh, first of all, we have uh, back there in Pakistan, we had a lot of like c- coronavirus. So, but here. We don't have, so it was mm-hmm. very different. Okay, guys, this uh, was a wonderful piece of talk that you guys have shared, and uh, thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Atul Hamid, Mr. Vakas, Ahmed, Kinda Vakas for joining us. Thank you so much for uh, listening to yeah. us. Yeah, we'll we'll catch you next week, same time, same place. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.